Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this quick little intro from my brand new house. I have officially moved. It happened so quickly. If y'all watch my vlogs, Follow me on Instagram or any of that stuff. It's been nonstop moving, bus, club, party, bus, moving, literally nonstop. Um, so if y'all are interested in moving vlogs, head on over to youtube.com slash Kinsey Elizabeth. Um, but yeah, just a lot of moving content. I'm loving the house. Last weekend, we were in Nashville for honestly, what was our best live show yet? We had Shannon Ford as the guest, which obviously like I could just never speak and she could just take the mic and it would be the best show ever because she is amazing. We also had, this is actually crazy guys. Okay. And listen, at first I was like, is this weird? And then I was like, listen, I'm in Nashville. Do whatever you want. You know what I mean? So Cameron Marlowe opened, which is crazy because if y'all know country music, like, you know, his music, he's so good. He's like blowing up everywhere. They were just so nice and kind. Like they offered, his team had reached out a while ago just for other stuff. And um, I had already been such a big fan of his. Like, he's just so talented. Everyone go listen to his music. He's so good. And then the most iconic part of the show, if y'all have been to a live show, then you would know that we end the shows with Dick Down and Dallas, which is my favorite song. And it's just been like a whole thing in the vlogs and whatever. Trey Lewis, who sings the song, is a great friend of mine now. And he offered to close out the show with Dick Down and Dallas. So we had a live recording of Dick Down in Dallas. I don't know how many times I can say that, which is a huge song. Literally has like a billion streams at this, I think at this point, which is insane. And Trey is just like the best guy ever. So anyways, the show was amazing. And somehow they didn't record it. Like it was a podcast live show. So you record the podcast live. I'm not really sure what happened there, but uh, the podcast, I got 10 seconds left of it. And I was like, what is happening there? So I'm really sad that that's not going to be hitting the internet. But... All the more important to get your tickets to the next show, which is in Chicago on the 27th. It might be sold out by now. It will be sold out very soon. So if y'all are wanting to come, definitely get your tickets now. Today, we have Brooke on the podcast. I mean, you guys have probably seen her everywhere from the canceled podcast that everyone loves so much that is making a comeback. I mean, one of her like 15 podcasts at this point, I feel like she has so many shows going on. Her TikTok is one of my favorite TikToks to follow because she's just so funny. We're talking about boys. We're talking about Brazilian waxes. We're talking about like, I mean, honestly, like so many things. It's really like a chill catch up episode. By the way, before I forget, y'all can watch all these podcasts on YouTube. So go over and subscribe to our YouTube podcast channel. Tag me in all of your stories. Listen to you're watching the podcast. 
Love you guys so much. And let's get started with the episode. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy you're here today. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be a very chill episode. More of like a boy talk 20s, just like kind of hang out. Amazing. You love Celsius. I love Celsius. (laughs) We were talking about this before we started. We love Celsius. And I, I stand beside him. I don't care what's going on. I'm pretty sure it is like a cancer thing. Right? What's going on? They I'm have like, some I sort of lawsuit. Something, uh, they got recalled for something. I'm not sure what it's doing to people, but I honestly, like, ig- ignorance is bliss. I don't want to know. What's crazier to me is, though, is the fact that you drink two of them a day. Sometimes I drink one. That sounds horrible. Honestly, Celsius sponsor me, please. I've been trying to Seriously. get sponsored by Celsius for so long, but it's just so good. And it, it is really good. I feel like coffee made me feel, like, nauseous and, like, I would get, like, a crash in Celsius. I'm like, woo! All day. No. I was telling Brooker this earlier. I used to go to morning hot Pilates every day, and I would ju- I would drink my Celsius before class because by the end of it, it it's, you would sweat it all out. Yeah, and you feel like you didn't even have one. Exactly, and it was amazing. And then I started drinking them when I moved and I was living in Dallas, and I would drink it midday, and I would have like a motherfucking panic attack. Crack, like Cracked out. It, oh, my God. I was like, and it wasn't even like, the, you know when you're like, you have way too much energy to the point where it's actually kind of helpful because maybe you'll clean your house or something. Yeah. No, it was like panic attack, anxiety, anxious mess, like I, existential crisis. It was not There good. is like a hill you go over. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. No, literally. But they do taste really good and I have been a big fan. Yeah. I'm going to drink it till I die. Yeah. Or <laughs> until it kills me. <laughs> so how long have you been in LA now? I've been here now five years. How are you liking it? I love it so much. How do you like the dating here? I don't know. I honestly haven't really experienced dating here very much because like my only real like relationship since I've been here has been wasn't long distance, but he was like he was always traveling. So I was just traveling with him. We weren't like in L.A. while we were dating. So I don't feel like I've experienced it that much. Although saying that I'm like, maybe that's why, because it's hard to date in L.A. Are you on the apps? I'm on the apps. I haven't found any success on the apps. Yeah. I did one I've talked about this on another podcast. I had one good date from the apps and got Wait, ghosted. Take me to the date. It wasn't even, I mean, it wasn't a date. Let me talk, let me talk to you about this <laughs> really quick. If a man invites you to his house as a first date, it is not a date. Yeah. Okay. That is not That's a date. how I usually feel. However, in this particular circumstance, I had already been talking to this guy for like a while, like just texting back and forth, and he was so fun, so funny. And I, like, had known him through mutual friends, so I didn't feel like he was going to, like, kill me. Mm -hmm. But we, like, played board games at his house. It was actually, like, a really wholesome date. We didn't hook up or anything. It was just, like, it was just a good date. And I was, like, I left there, like, I love this man. Like, I literally love him. This is my husband. Never spoke to me again. (gasps) Love that. Did you ever, like, hit him up or? No. Mm Okay. But I ran into him. This is so funny. I literally just ran into him last week for the first time since that had happened. We had texted after that a little bit, like. He, like, t- had told me about a book, so we, like, talked about the book, and, like... So he didn't he ghost sent me, He sent you. me the book, like, he didn't... Yeah, he didn't ghost me, but we... It, it didn't go anywhere, <laughs> okay. is what I should say. And he's, like, he's got a lot going on. But I ran into him the other night, and I, I follow him on Instagram, so I, like, know... I've kind of kept up with him. And he came up to me, gave me a hug, good to see you, whatever, and I told him, I'm, like, congratulations, like, I saw you got nominated for a Grammy. And he goes, a few. Shut up. I was, up. like... Oh, uh, my God. I was so humbled. I literally I was like, I'm never, ever talking to a man ever again. No, that's like so cringy. Like, it was. Okay. That's so pretentious. It was. And the next morning I was like, you know what? Like that was so like the face that I made at this guy I literally was like, like that is the most embarrassing thing ever. But I went 
to his Instagram the next day and I realized he was nominated for like literally like nine Grammys. So I was like, okay, I would have said that too. For sure. <laughs> okay, honestly, if you're At a certain point, nine, it's like, you get a pass. Yeah. And that's probably why he never talked to me again. Like he, he was busy with his Grammys. He's, da- he's dating up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. What is your like go-to, like on the apps, like what is your go-to thing to talk about? Because this is my issue on apps. It's like, what do you say? Hi, hi. And that's, I literally, that's what I said. That's it. The issue is I never get that far. It's like I match with someone, I get excited about it, and I never, ever Respond. talk to them. Yeah. I'm more of like, if I'm interested in somebody like online or something, I'll just DM them on Instagram. Like, I feel like. Okay, what's the DM? It depends. My most recent situation, I literally, well, no, don't say that. <laughs> Sometimes I'll say like, can we hang out? Or I'll just say like, hi. I have friends who say like really crazy things, but I usually just be like, hey chill yeah sometimes i mean i think it's also easy if you're like pulling something from their profile yeah to, like, talk about but i'm lazy so i would just say hi yeah well i mean i feel like the more you say i guess i wouldn't respond to a dm that just said hi exactly so maybe, and that's the problem yeah okay so maybe, well, we maybe, maybe to, that's why i suck so bad at it i'm like do you have anyone you need to dm maybe we can, <laughs> we can i don't right app. now but we'll keep you posted yeah okay so what is you've been very open about going through a breakup online yes let's go through like a one-on-one guide to heartbreak and breakups I will say anybody in their right mind would not take breakup advice from me (laughs) because I can't tell you how horribly I took this breakup and like the way that I was behaving and acting and feeling like I there's no way I'm qualified to speak on it however I would say the most important thing for me was like my friends. If I didn't have my friends, because at at that time, like being my friend was a major responsibility because I was like, (laughs) you like it was dark. I was like so distraught. And like all my friends were like, girl, like what is going on? So having them was like my number one thing. But honestly, I blacked out that whole time. Okay, well, this is even better because this is (laughs) I'm like, I I have good breakup advice now because I've done it so poorly so many times. So how were you acting? Like, what were you doing? I was just like, I was insane. Like, I was (laughs) genuinely insane. Like, I I was so upset and like, were you caught off guard? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, absolutely. But like, it was a bad relationship. We fought the whole time. Like the whole time I knew it was going to end. I just like didn't think I would be so upset over it. And I was, oh my God, you would not believe. Do you feel like you like lost yourself in the relationship? Yes, badly. Like I just talked about this on another podcast, but I like adopted his lifestyle very much. Like I wasn't podcasting anymore. I wasn't really doing as much social media. So I was just like along for his ride and what he was doing. And I enjoyed it a lot. Like I, I like loved him and I loved what he was doing. And I was so proud of him, but I didn't do anything for me the whole time. So like when it was over, I was like, oh, my God, I have nothing to fall back on. I have nothing to do. Like I haven't seen my friends in six months. Like it was great. It was just I was so lost, but won't make that mistake again. That's for sure. Were your friends like annoyed that you were gone or were they just like, oh, she's in love, whatever? I think that they were all like I was very like hesitant to tell my friends like how the relationship actually was or like what was going on so I feel like they were all so excited about it and they were like oh she's so happy she's so in love it's so amazing and like they loved him and once I like kind of filled them in a bit they were like girl what were you doing so they were supportive and like welcomed me back when I was it was over but I feel like the second you're like you start to not necessarily lie to your friends that maybe omit, omit. the truth yeah is is the 
the telltale sign that like things are not going great. That's my number one indicator. If like if I have something that I'm embarrassed to tell my friends yes. or like something like I sh- I feel like I shouldn't tell my friends, run, literally run. I will never do that again because it's like it's like, the worst. Come on, Brooke. I look back at guys that I've dated and just things that I just, you know, maybe didn't share at the time. I, maybe it was a timing thing. And I had to tell them like six months after the relationship. And they're like, I cannot believe that you just didn't even like that was it's not even that it was a lie. I mean, I guess it was. You but just like things you weren't saying. Yes. It's, like, it's embarrassing. But it's a really isolating place to be in, too. And then when you're going through the breakup, like when your friends don't even understand that it was actually bad. It's just a very isolating like place. It's horrible. And I wouldn't recommend Listen to me. If you're going through it, if there's something you can't tell your friends, like, please, please, please get out of it. Because I don't know. So now, I'm, now I'm telling my friends too much. Yeah, same. I'm like, they're like, please, Kenzie, for the love of God, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Y'all, I am so excited about this next sponsor because it is somewhere that I grew up going. I remember so vividly when Topgolf first opened near my house growing up. We went all the time. We went with family, we went with friends, we went for birthday parties. Like there were so many things that we just did at Topgolf and it is the best place ever. So if y'all don't know what Topgolf is, you are missing out. It's really fun even if you don't typically play golf. Like listen guys, I am an amateur at best. And if anyone who knows knows me and is listening to this, they're gonna be like, you're giving yourself too much credit. And you know what? I honestly agree. But the point is everyone can play Topgolf even if no one can swing a club. There's also food and beverage and it's actually really good. I was actually talking to my dad about this a couple weeks ago. We are just the biggest fans of Top Golf, and the best part about it, like to me honestly, is the food and drinks are actually like really good. I feel like when you go to something that's more like activity based, maybe the activities are really fun, and maybe the food lacks. And no, Top Golf food is incredible. Okay. It is the only place you can play around and then order another or grab a slice. It's also really fun outside with the comforts of inside. They have comfy heated bays in the winter and cooled bays in the summer. So it's literally the perfect thing to do when you're on a girl's trip or just at home looking for something different to do or trying to get a group together to celebrate. If you guys are like doing a birthday or really just trying to like maybe get out of your normal routine of what you do socially, Top Golf is it, okay? Summer is approaching, the weather is getting better. And it's time to get outside and have fun. Switch things up and get to Top Golf. It is so fun. And especially if you live somewhere that's really hot, like I live in Texas, it gets very hot here, guys. I love going to Top Golf because it's so cool on the bays. They have fans. It's just, I don't know, it's like such a good activity to do that's outdoors to where I'm actually enjoying myself, you know? It's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. Download the app, book a bay, and come play around. Y'all, if you go, you have to let me know how you like it. It is the most fun thing ever. Even if you're on a girls' trip. Like, I know that girls go and do it in Nashville and stuff all the time. Anyways, Top Golf, guys, download the app, book a bay, and come play around. Very excited for you guys. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel? Or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Are you familiar with attachment theory? 
Kind of. Okay, so I think you would like really like this. There's also this book attached and they need to turn this, maybe they have until like podcast because it is the most helpful book I've ever read in relation to like relationships in general. Really? But the like attachment theory, it's weird because the way that like your attachment style is developed in like your first like two years of life or something. Yeah, I do. I I follow like a psychiatrist on Twitter who like yes. talks a lot about like the different attachment styles and how like your childhood and like your parents and stuff can like influence Impacted. how your attachment style is. So I definitely think I've like. What, do you know what you are? I don't. Well, I've taken the test. So uh-huh. I've taken the test and it tells me I'm like. God, I don't even remember. Anxious, what it says. avoidant, secure. Something. I honestly don't. I don't remember what it was. But it's like I re- I remember knowing or thinking that I wasn't what I got. Okay. But maybe I'm just not self-aware. <laughs> maybe that could be it. Well, okay. When there's a problem in a relationship, do you tend to cling on harder or do you run away? I feel like cling on harder. Okay, so you're probably anxious because I was anxious. And I still think I am, but I stopped dating for a while. And then I came back because I was like trying to get to like a secure attachment style. I'm like over the an- anxious. And then when you're an anxious attachment style, you only date avoidance. And then like it's just like the worst combination. Right ever it's perfect perfect. (laughs) exactly what I was looking for so now I think I've maybe gone a little too far into the avoidance yeah see that's what's hard is like that I've always thought of myself I think as avoidant because I I avoided dating for so long like (laughs) literally I was avoiding it yeah but like I feel like once I'm in the relationship or once I really care about somebody I'm like so attached that it's like scary so I guess that's probably where the anxious thing comes in and I felt like I just like felt things way deeper or like things were just like really hard for me like breakups felt a lot harder for me than what I considered to be for other people and again I'm not in their heads but I was like is everyone not having like the world is over this doom no you know when I tell you this maybe this is like a narcissistic thought but I kept saying this during my breakup I was like there is no way there's no way that everybody else feels this because nobody would ever date again because the way that I felt like during that breakup and how horrible it was for me I was like I like I know that that's not what she went through that's like I know they weren't feeling that way I also have like other mental like situations going on that probably like contribute to that but I was like there's no way. Like, I, I never want to date again. Also, in a breakup, though, your emotions are so heightened. So you're going to feel things in such an extreme way. And so when you're going through that, and you're also not really thinking logically. At all. At all. Like, don't make a single decision, like, other decision. Or, like, you know, when it's like when you get bangs and stuff, you know? Like, yeah, it's be careful. Imp- like, yeah. Be careful. But I think part of that, too, is just that the emotions are so heightened that the it bad is, is so bad. And you can't think straight. It's just like like when you're having a panic attack or something. Yes. It's like you cannot think logically. I like I've experienced that now. Like now that it's I'm a few months out of the breakup and I like really feel so differently about it. I can look at it and be like, Brooke, what? Like, but at the time I was just so anxious and so like distraught that I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't see it for what it was. Yeah. If that makes sense. So if someone's listening to this and they're like in the middle of the worst part ever. And they want to be a few months out to where they're feeling better. Like what was it really just spending time with friends and allowing it to have time? Or were you like trying to like not like be more positive hippie, but like think like there are other things out there like, you know, affirmations and like lucky girl syndrome. Like, What were you doing? I have I have a hard time with affirmations kind of just because I feel like I take myself too seriously. Like I can't I can't. It doesn't feel natural to me. Yeah, it doesn't. But like, honestly, yeah, spending time with friends and really distracting myself. I had like some new things like come about that I could like be excited about and like look forward to. And that was what kind of like brought me out of it. But it was like, honestly, like not to like scare anyone, but it was like months that I was like so hopeless. I was like, this is going to be I'm going to die. 
Like, I literally, this is horrible. But the other thing, too, I remember going through, like, my first heartbreak ever. And I was, like, 17, 18. I was very young. And I remember thinking... I had had one friend who had gone through a heartbreak prior and she was so dramatic. And I remember thinking at the time before I had gone through one, like, how, what the fuck? Like, why are you, why are you so crazy? And then you go through it and you're like, oh my God, my world is over. No, no one warned me. I had to do a round of like apologies. I'm not going to win because <laughs> like what you Apology said, your tour. first heartbreak is obviously like really, really hard too. And that's kind of like what this was for me. I had like been heartbroken before, but like never... like to this capacity at all so I would consider this like my first major like heartbreak and I was so like guilty too because I was like oh my god the way that I treated my friends like when they were coming out of like maybe emotionally abusive relationships or like got cheated on or whatever and I was like he sucks like get over it kind of thing oh my god I felt so guilty because had had they like treated me the same way at that time I would have died. Yeah, because it's also always so much easier said than done. It's it's so much harder when you're in it. Like, yes, and you don't you're not thinking logically. You're thinking completely. Everything is based off of emotions, especially when you're I would say like under 25. Yeah, I'm like hoping that there's like a switch eventually, or maybe under like 27 even. Yeah. I feel like some of my friends are, who are older have just like gone through so many breakups that they're able to like separate themselves almost for sure and you, and get, you get used to it and you know that that's like what it's going to be like and it gets better but like in this particular situation I didn't know that and also like like you said if you're like a really sensitive person or like a your emotions are like really heightened some people aren't like that like yeah I was just watching your episode with Kelsey Kreppel yesterday mm-hmm. and she said like she's like breakups have always been so easy for me no, not relate. Like, actually, when she said that, I was like, wow. Like, you can not relate. I, it's the hardest thing to me that I've ever gone through. And I have like, I've gone through yeah. like really crazy stuff in my life, like that I could separate myself from emotionally. And this, I was like, I could not get out of it. She didn't really like them though. Yeah. That's what but, she was but, saying. But, but, but I, still. I feel like, I mean, I loved like my ex or whatever, but like we had so many problems that yeah. I, the whole relationship, I was like, when this is over, I'm going to be relieved. And then when it was over, I was not relieved <laughs> at all. That's very fair. I went through a big breakup and I and the relationship was like very, very intense. Mm-hmm. And at one point I was it took me a while to see how unhealthy it actually was. But when I was in it, I was like, this is so great. He's so great. And like he I was like that, too. You don't like because you only see really like the exciting parts. Yes. You like internalize the exciting parts and everything else you're like whatever yes and then I got to the point after where I was like that breakup was the best thing that like ever happened to me in my entire life how long did it take you to get there so we had broken up twice so I think that helps because the first time I feel like when we broke up for good the second time it was like I was resuming the breakup at two months you know what I mean yeah so like you picked up where you left off with yeah. the first for the first time and you soft launched the breakup yeah yeah actually I know <laughs> I get this I like this was like on the internet right so I had to like fully actually announce oh, the breakup no. so fucking annoying like it's stupid to say but I was like and then we're together like two weeks later I was like I actually I, hate myself. when I tell you I learned my lesson the hard way I this is embarrassing to admit online but when I initially went through this breakup, I posted a video online, literally like vlog style on TikTok going, come with me to get cheated on for the very first <gasps> time. I, wait, <laughs> And I'm not kidding. That man was at my house two weeks later. And I was like, like, how do I write wait, this wrong? How did you film that video? Oh, I well, <laughs> So we had gone. He performed at a festival that like in Vegas. So I we had been vlogging the whole time. And then we broke up at the very end of the weekend. 
Got it. So I just continued the vlog as usual, but then I voiceovered <laughs> it. Like, look at me looking so happy. Like, wrong. Like, I was, it was so horrible. And wrong. I posted it online. Mm-hmm. My And I felt so stupid because at the time I was like, I got cheated on. I'm never going to get back with this man. And then, of course, two weeks later, I'm delusional and I'm yeah. like, I'm going to get back with this man. <laughs> and I'm like, how am I like, I can't undo that. So I'm like, I will never, ever, ever do that again. Like, I don't care if the man like literally kills my family. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like making a relationship public? Like wh- now, what will you do? I think I will definitely be smarter about that this time around because I was very quick to be public with my last relationship because I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And, like, and we're he, in love. And he was like so excited about it. And he's always like, vlog this, like vlog yeah. that. And so I was like, whatever, no biggie. But when you're in a position like you and I, where your job is literally to talk about your relationships and stuff online, it's scary when people know who he is because it's like, then if you say something bad, like as much as I like don't enjoy him as a person, I don't want people to like bully him online. And like mm-hmm. now since people do know who he is, like, it's harder for me to say things and like yeah. tell the truth about what happened. You almost have to be like more like private about it because of yeah. that. And it's really easy to get embarrassed by a man. Are you kidding? Oh like, my that's God. The, the idea that there were people out there who were like, could could see my <laughs> vlogs online and be like, this man is DMing me. Like that's humiliating to me and I will never put myself in that position to be embarrassed ever again. Okay, that's horrible. But what I thought you meant is like after the fact, like, you know, when your ex says something so embarrassing and it's like such a low moment and you're just like, I can't believe I dated him. Like this happened to me recently this past week. My friends and I were talking about it and I'm like, it is just honestly downright humiliating the fact that I dated him. And so if he would have have been someone with like a following that like people kept up with outside of our relationship on the internet and people would also see that that would be so humiliating to me and yeah. I'm so grateful that he doesn't have a platform for that reason yeah I you know I, yeah I don't have that see yeah <laughs> I do but I don't know I think obviously I, I'm not like I don't want to say I would never be in a public relationship ever again because like who knows but I I don't I don't want to like slander anyone on like yes. I want to I want to be able to speak freely about like what's going on truly in my life without the fear of like that person getting any backlash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like keeping them out of it so you can like still share. Yeah, because I, re- I want to be honest and like I want to talk about things and say like, oh, this happened this week. This happened that week. And like without people knowing who I'm talking about, because mm-hmm. it's just like it, my job is to share like overshare my life, not somebody else's. Yeah. The thing, too, when you vlog that's tough is that you're sharing your actual life. And when you're dating someone there, they are a large chunk of your actual life. So that is what is so tough. Yeah, it is tricky, too, because especially if you're spending all your time together, it's like, what are you going to film? So that's why it was like, whatever, like no biggie. And I just thought, like, what can go wrong? Like, <laughs> literally, what can go wrong? So much can go wrong. Get ready with me to go get cheated on. <laughs> Why did I do that? That's okay. so embarrassing. Like, public apology right now. I'm so sorry you guys had to see that. And that was humiliating. And I will never embarrass myself that way. Again. I honestly don't think it's embarrassing at all. I think it's really funny. It was hysterical at the time. I thought I was, like, the funniest person alive. <laughs> Wait, so when you guys got back together after that video, like, did you private it? Or, like... Oh, I, del- all- I deleted that 30, 30 minutes out. But it's, like, it's on Reddit. It's, like, yeah, like it's... It. it's it's alive. No, that's well. really funny. But yeah, I had deleted the video and it's like, I mean, he, he this man did not, he didn't physically cheat on me. He he was just <laughs> DMing girl. He wasn't successful in cheating on me is what yeah. I should say. He was trying. Uh-huh. So I like felt guilty after that. And I was like, I can't believe I posted that and made him look so bad. 
<laughs> right. You're just too nice, you know? No. That, I mean, that. when I tell you the cheating was the least of my concerns in that relationship, <laughs> I mean it. Okay, that is so funny. You are now really in your influencing era. I'm trying, kind of. No, you are doing a great job. You have your TikTok is the best. I don't know how you always have something funny to say. I just is it just natural? Like, where is that coming from? I don't. I just I honestly post me saying anything. Like, I just every <laughs> thought that I have, I'm like TikTok. They need. I this. delete more than half of them because I'm just like I'm like sometimes I'll, I'll watch something and I'll be like, what did I even mean by I that? that? It's like like going in your notes when you're high and like writing something <laughs> yeah. out. And it's like potato scans. And you're like, what did I mean by that? Yes. Or when you're listening to a podcast and they're like this and that. And, and like they don't even there's not a for. I mean, I do this all the time. There's not an actual sentence formed with meaning. <laughs> That's what when I look back at my TikToks, I'm like, what the f-? like? I just me too. But it's I just I love it. I love TikTok. Uh, me too. It's my favorite place ever. It really is. What's your favorite platform? YouTube, I think. Yeah, same. YouTube's my favorite. It's kind of trickier because it's like you have to put more effort into it but it's the only place where I like I don't know I like long form I love podcasting too obviously yeah I like long form and I like being able to just like share more or be more I feel like you're able to like not even I don't know if being more authentic is the right word but like you're able to just be yeah and that is the content I just I I try to veer away from like Instagram and stuff just because it's so like like I'm not good at being aesthetic so it's like it doesn't feel it's not like easy for me, but yeah, YouTube is like, I, I don't care what I look like. Like, I don't care what I'm saying. It's just, I just post it. What do you feel like it's affected like your mental health or like confidence going from like having a more traditional job to like content? Honestly, I think it's been really good for it. I feel like for a lot of people, it's not. And this can probably change at any time. Tana tells <laughs> me that all the time. She's like, Brooke, please pay- place like no value in other people's opinions of you because as soon as they switch up and that's like what you really care about it's gonna like really affect you so I try to be good about that but like when the podcast came out and stuff I feel like everyone was so nice and stuff that I was like like I felt more confident and just like better about my personality and stuff yeah and you're more on a high than I did before it is true though because people like there's some quote where they're like you just can't place your value in the good or the bad like you have to that's, stay yeah, neutral that's what tana always says that's so hard though when people are being so nice you know i know because you want to internalize the good things but i mean it like you can't do one and not the other like as soon as people turn or like they start thinking like anything negative about you you're gonna believe that too and that's bad does hate get to you oh yeah oh yeah like how so i like people say this all the time but like you could get a million nice comments and then like one bad comment that's like like, I don't like her attitude. I'll be like, I think that person's right. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, they, shit. People so, always say too, like, actually, my friend Taylor always says this and I don't even really agree with it because like anything, it doesn't, it actually doesn't matter what they're saying. It matters like what mood I'm in that day. Mm-hmm. But they're like, it only bothers you if there's like a certain level of truth to it. Yeah, I think it's when when something like is an insecurity of yours, like, it's like I hate being called annoying because I already think I'm annoying. And I, I hate to even put that out there because now like anyone who the wants comments. to get to me will know how to. But like it really hurts me to like be called annoying because I feel annoying. Things that bother me are more so it's not even things. It's not always things that I already think about myself. It's things that I actually care about in life mm-hmm. that bother me. Or like a lot of my friends are like normal people and like not influencers because I live in Texas. Mm-hmm. So if it's something about like my relationship with them or like the friend, like something like that, that bothers me. But yeah. it also just depends on the day. Like I can be in a great mood and like not give a fuck about anything. And then I'll be like 
just in an You'll off just, like, mood, to, yeah. I'll get a comment and I'm like, I'm making like a TikTok in response or something. You yeah. Know? Do you ever like respond at all to hate online? Normally, no, because I I have this theory that the people who get a lot of hate, the reason they get so much hate is because they respond to the hate constantly. I think it's the same thing as like, not the same thing, but like, I don't think you should ever apologize for a joke because as soon as you do, you start having to apologize all the for time. Everything. It's the same thing. Like people like send hate to the people who like they get a rise out of. Like, yeah. I feel like if you never respond to it, people will just get bored of it. I really don't respond. It's like, and if I do, sometimes I'll like unsend or there there was this one thing recently where this girl I posted an episode and this girl like didn't agree with it and posted a like seven frame story thing a screenshot of the episode and was like I love you but I hate this person and the person's like a good friend of mine and it was like when I tell you it was like 17 text things and it was the first thing I saw when I woke up in the morning and like got on my phone and I was just not having it and I responded something not I was like nice but I was still like why did I even I unsent the message and I was like I don't even care if she sees that I unsent it because it's not even worth my time like I always regret it when I respond exactly you know I don't know but it's it's hard not to be reactive especially when somebody is either like so wrong or you feel like really really like you don't agree with what they're saying it's really hard for me sometimes to just be like Brooke it does not matter like these people do not know you the thing too is that like if someone's like sitting on the internet like and has so much time to say stuff it's like but it's also so easy it's if someone is sitting online and has so much time to talk so much shit about everyone else on the internet it's like all right well that's like embarrassing on your end Mm -hmm. and it's easy to know that but then when you're like constantly getting it or even if it's like three comments out of the three thousand you got that (laughs) (laughs) i'm like when you're constantly getting the comments and they're so mean to you it's just almost feels impossible to not want to like punch them i know know it's it's hard i'm like i'm trying to get better about it because sometimes like when I see to another like creator or whatever respond to hate, I oh, it oh I always like feel weird about it. For it some gives reason. me the ick. It's like tacky it, almost. It, uh, it, yes. Like I, I really agree. And so I I don't want to be that way. Because it's easy to you. You look at them and you're like, all right, that's one out of 50. I can think of this one girl who responds. I, I swear to God, I think in every single video, there's like something with hate. And that's what I mean of like, there's always going to be hate because you're feeding it. Right. And it is really tacky. Yeah. And it's exciting for the people on the other end. They're like, oh my God, she got so mad. Like, let me say something else. <laughs> they love it. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about confidence. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're confident or do you feel like... I feel like I'm very confident now, I but I was not always that way at all. Okay, let's do journey to confidence. I feel like just growing up in like in college and high school and stuff, I was extremely insecure. And like, I don't, I don't know what it stemmed from. Also, I mean, just being a teenager too, I feel like you're really insecure. And I don't feel like I really started getting confident until I was like in my mid-20s. I mean, I'm in my mid-20s now, but like I think this kind of helped, like, kind of what I was saying where I was, like, not, like, I was feeling validated by people, but I, like, people got to know me more for my personality than anything, and that was, like, a really, like, big shift in, like, how I felt about myself, I feel like, because that was, like, I was always confident in my personality and, like, not confident in how I looked, like, when I was younger, which is so stupid because what you look, what you look like, it's, like, nobody cares what you look like. Yeah. But after that, I was, like, like, I feel like overall I just became more confident because I was, like, okay, like... Yeah, they think I, I'm funny. I like me. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it was also that you found something you really like to do? Maybe. I feel like I was also in, like, I was putting myself, not putting myself, but I was in a lot of positions to like compare myself to other people and like feel bad about myself. I was in, I was like a dancer growing up, so like that's already yeah, like tough. a lot of girls in like positions like that are very insecure because it's like 
a lot of mirrors, a lot of other girls you're comparing yourself to. And then I graduated to being in a sorority, which is like kind of the same vibe. You're comparing yourself to like a million different girls. And like that was really hard for me, especially like body image and stuff. But coming here, like my friends now place value in things that are like so far outside of that. And like maybe they're not great things to put value in, but like it's not what you look like, what you're eating, like things like that. And that all of a sudden I was like, okay, I don't care about that anymore. Was that intentional or did that just like kind of happen? I think that was accidental, honestly. But like I remember I was never insecure. Like, like I feel like girls usually start around like 11, 12, like start like really noticing their body and like feeling insecure and stuff. And I was so late to it because I, I just didn't care. And I remember one particular friend who was so insecure herself and she was constantly talking about like, you know, she's so fat. She was not fat. And even if she was, who cares? Like, but she was talking about it so much that I, inter- like, I started thinking like, oh my God, like, am I fat kind of thing? And that's where it all started. So I realized how like influenced I was by like everyone around me. So now it's really important to me kind of to be around only people who don't talk about stuff like that or like think about stuff like that, care about stuff like that. I had a similar moment in high school where, and it's like, you know, in high school when you're all at someone's house and you're getting ready to go to the parties. And then I think oftentimes that's when girls start like tearing themselves apart Mm -hmm. and everyone was in my room and everyone was just talking so negatively like about their body or how they look. I mean, it's just, it's a, being a teenager is tough. It is. It's very hard. And I remember thinking like, I, I think this is like kind of where it starts. I mean, obviously it starts younger than that in childhood, but I do think a lot of it is like vocalizing and not that you shouldn't vocalize insecurities. It's not what I mean. It's just like talking so negatively around other people who are like, imp- we're all so impressionable at that time. Yes. That I was like, I never, when I'm a mom, like I never, ever in a million years ever want to talk. I don't even want to talk about my body in front of my kids. At, at all. That's where so much of it comes from too. Like in a lot of people, I think that's why for a lot of people it starts a lot younger is because you you are around that and you're, you know, your, your mom makes comments about how things don't fit you and stuff like it's crazy how many people that happens to. Yeah. I was opposite of that where my, like, I grew up with my grandparents. So they were very like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, eat whatever you want. And I never had any of that at home. Thank God. But that's so horrible. And I would never do it to my kid ever. It's like, I've had so many friends who have seen their moms be like that. And it's like disgusting to me because it's like, they, like they will carry that forever. Forever. I didn't even realize how common of a thing it was until it like started almost like trending on TikTok. When like girls, the almond mom yes, thing that they're talking yes. about. Yes, and I was like, wait, what are you guys talking about? Like, I just, also I feel like that is such a horrible thing that if my mom would have ever said anything to me one time, that would have scarred me for life. It you does, know, so let alone growing up in that, like that's crazy. It's horrible. I remember I had a friend of mine, her mom was like, just so like one of those who like lives through her child kind of thing. Yeah. And she would she would tell my friend like like that looks horrible on you. And my, that friend of mine was skinnier than me. Yeah. So so then I'm thinking like this mom thinks I look horrible. Like it's just like why? Like it's crazy. Why? It will never make sense to me. So it's interesting to me though that now you live in LA where I feel like people struggle with comparison like you the would, worst you would think that I know but I think maybe just the group I'm in I still have like instances or I have like certain friends who I like that's kind of like one of my boundaries in the beginning of a friendship I'll say like you don't talk about that stuff around me I'm so sorry but like you can't because I'm I will like it's contagious to me like I have a friend it. who's constantly like oh I can't eat that and I'm like sitting there with a bowl of pasta I, I, I will say to them like please don't say that at all 
like literally ever again around like, me ever. Please. But most of my friends, like, first of all, are guys. So like like gay guys. So it's like mm-hmm. they don't they definitely don't care. And then like my best friends, like Tana and everybody, like we eat whatever we want all the time. And it's not like it's definitely not a topic amongst our group. That's so great. I have discovered something about myself that was actually very like glaringly obvious. I always thought I was like a winter, fall and winter fashion girly. Like that's where I thought I thrived. And those are the outfits that I love the most. And I think I might be transitioning more into like a spring fashion girly because you can wear your cowboy boots. You can wear your dresses. You can throw on a sweater and still be like a little bit cozy. It's still like, ooh, purr. Like, like a little still like cute and cozy, right? But you can wear dresses. And dresses are the best thing that's ever existed because it's just like one outfit altogether, right? So the new season may bring new trends, but you bring that extra oomph, okay? From honey tone sundresses and baby blue platform heels to sparkly peach eyeshadows, Macy's has the pastel pieces that you can effortlessly incorporate into your look at macy's.com slash own your style. I will be stocking up on all of my dresses. I love, uh, you know what, specifically, I actually really am into the whole sundress thing. And some of you guys might be like, I'm not doing that and I would rather just like not get ready. Let me tell you something, okay? Throwing on a dress is the ultimate life hack because your outfit is just done. You don't have to pair things together. That's the outfit. It's the best thing ever, okay? And Macy's has amazing, like beautiful dresses, okay? And just with spring fashion in general, we're probably going to need a little closet refresh, okay? So you guys can find the perfect way to show off your personality at macy's.com slash own your style. Again, that is macy's.com slash own your style. Macy's also has really cute cowboy boots, which is my go-to, you know, throughout the entire year, but especially in the spring moving into summer. They have these Madden Girl Western boots that are really cute. They're under $100. Cowboy boots get expensive, by the way, guys. Um, so that's a good deal. Like, actually a very good deal. And I'm looking on the site right now. Oh, my God. They have these really, really cute pink ones that are on sale. I mean, they just have the best clothing. So if y'all are looking for a little refresh, maybe, you, maybe you're maybe you not a cowboy boots girl. That's okay. They have kitten heels. They have sneakers. I mean, they have, like, everything that you could ever possibly need. You guys need to head on over to Macy's. Again, that is Macy's.com slash own your style. What are some of the things that you find value in now outside of like looks? Personality. I like being funny. Being yeah. funny. I think that's like the, the thing that can instantly make me really, really like somebody is like them being funny or like just nice. Like people who are nice. I don't care. Like everyone's good looking here. Yeah. Like literally everybody. And if you're not, you're probably better than the people who are. So. Yeah. It's kind of funny because you would, if pretty much everyone is good looking, you would think that people are looking for good personality, which I think more often they are because it's just like the norm being like a 15 out of 10 is the norm here. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because like that could go one of two ways. Either you have way worse comparison or none at all because everyone's hot. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I go back and forth. That's not to say like, I don't still compare myself. I will go out and I'll be like, oh my God, that girl is so beautiful. Like, why don't I look like that? Of course, like it's natural, but I feel like I experience it a lot less since like, or having lived here versus being at home. Well, and also it sounds like it's like boundaries. I had a situation in the past year where I was like, I can't be around this in a friendship because it's going to make me feel this way. Like exactly what you were saying. Yeah. And it is really important to know that and to like, 
even if I'm like, I'm not sitting there thinking I'm setting a boundary. Like, I'm just like, I can't do that. It is that is honestly like the biggest like it's like a life changing thing. Yeah. And we can kind of choose our friends now. But whereas yeah, back then or like when you're younger, you can't like you're always around kind of the same people. Very, very true. OK, I wanted to talk to you about your favorite products because you yeah. have like the best makeup routine. Oh my god, thank you. It's really amazing. (laughs) Like, it's just beautiful. So what are your top, like, three or four makeup products? Okay. My favorite, favorite, favorite makeup product I think ever is the Tarte Face Tape Foundation. I'm like, I'm not just saying that. Tarte, I really (laughs) use. Tarte, Tarte. I've used it for probably, like, I went to an event of theirs, like, four years ago. And or three years ago when it like first came out and I have n- I literally have not used another foundation since. Wow. And so sometimes I'll mix in like another one just to like change the consistency a bit, but I love it so much. And then I just I made a makeup tutorial the other day and I I like said my like three favorite products in it and all three of them are getting discontinued. So like stop. Like one of them was like Morphe setting spray. I live and die <gasps> Wait, by no that. Wait, no way. That's my favorite product. Well, I'm pretty sure isn't Morphe <gasps> going out of business? Wait, duh. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, stock up, girl. I'm like, no, I'm literally going to order like We got to order them before this comes out. Yeah, too. <laughs> actually, I'm immediately. And then the Item Beauty cream blush. Love it so much. Also, I think Item Beauty is either going out of business or like coming out of Sephora or something. I they're out of Sephora. I'm hoping that they're just taking a break. I'm like, Addison, you come know? on. I love it. <laughs> and then I think that's like all my like holy grails. Everything else I'll kind of like interchange. What about mascara? Another controversial one, telescopic. I've been using telescopic since I was like... <laughs> Wait, that's not the Michaela one, right? It is. Oh, Wait, no. what do you think about that situation? Okay, yeah. Do you think... I mean, I think she put I think 100% on. she put lashes on, but I also think it's hysterical. Okay, like, I have two thoughts. It is so important to be honest and to take your thing seriously and whatever. And in the exact same breath, it is so important to go outside and touch grass it and is. just live in life. I know. Like, I have a hard time with it because I get I get why people are upset for sure. Same. But also it's laughable that like somebody can get canceled over like a little, a little lash at the end of their eye. Like, like it is bad. Don't get me wrong what she did. I'm not standing up for that. I know. But I am saying... It is crazy that the whole internet was like taken by storm due to lashes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I do kind of have like contradicting opinions on it because it's like it is funny, but also like I don't want to be lied to because I am impressionable. I am buying these things from these people. I know, but it's like and it is really bad, I guess, maybe because I'm not honestly, I don't really I don't know if I'm like looking at ads and thinking like I have to buy it. It's not like end all be all for me. So maybe if it was someone that I followed. And again, I do think it's bad. I don't think that this is what you should be doing. <laughs> no one's canceling you. No, no, but I just mean like I really do think it's not a good thing to do. But I also I'm like, it's just crazy. Like people are like losing sleep over this. Yeah, I think that's where it like gets a little bit like out of control for me because obviously I don't agree with it. But the people who like are really going you know, so ham making the videos like to prove it. They're doing like all the, it's like a conspiracy theory. They're like zooming in and counting the lashes. I'm like, it's like, dude, okay, she put on on a lash. Like, what are we going to do? Kill her? Like, are you going to kill her? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's crazy. And then they, and of course it goes so much further than that. They'll go like deep and see, you know, she's faking her accent. And And everything else. Now it's like, I don't know. I do feel bad for people in positions like that. And it's like, I get scared. It's really easy to get canceled. Do you think that she'll like come out of this fine? I think so. I, I do too. So. I feel like everyone does. I just, but, but, listen, if you're going to cancel someone, make it like someone who's doing something like genuinely like 
I, I think that there are a few other things that are going on in the world that are more important to be canceled over mascara than the mascara. <laughs> I think that I've been mascara What is another like internet? What's like internet drama that you just think is crazy? I don't know. I'm trying to think what's like going on right now. I feel like mascara gate is like literally that's pretty much taken over. I know a lot of people are like like really upset about Alex Earl getting so big, but I'm obsessed with her. Oh, yeah. OK, why are they upset? Oh, because she- I don't know. She's just like a white, skinny girl. Yeah, but I Got like it. what I love about Alex Earl is that like I feel like historically the people who are blowing up are like the really natural, like young, fresh faced, like you know Charlie D'Amelio's, and I love I love Charlie D'Amelio, but I love to see like someone you know just like loaded in makeup, fake boobs, like That's who true. like goes out and drinks every night. Like I love her because like I relate more to her because yes. I'm you know I'm wearing makeup. I'm like going out and drinking every night. I was in college and like doing what she did, and like she's the first influencer that I'm like, wow, you're so relatable to me. This was also like back in the day on the internet. You when I was in high school. I mean, obviously we were in high school, but like you couldn't even like. No one was talking about drinking or like smoking weed even on the internet. And honestly, Tana really was the first one. That, it was like, like so outlandish at yes, that time. It I was think, crazy. Then. Yeah, because everybody was afraid, I think, too, like like that it would affect your ability to like get a real job and stuff. And like that's still true. But I feel like I've already kind of that ship has sailed for me for sure. I have like talked about like shaving my butthole on the internet. <laughs> when did you do that? I don't remember, but I'm sure I have. <laughs> Wait, really quick. Have you ever gotten a Brazilian wax? Yes. Have you not? No, I've never gotten one, but I'm getting one this week. Okay. It's not that bad. Okay. Well, what's your pain tolerance? I'm pretty high, I think. Okay. So I put it off until I was like 22, 23. And I was like, listen, this is, it was my biggest fear in life. It's my biggest fear in life, but I'm like, I have to do it. And you have to do it. And I really thought like it was going to be the worst thing that ever happened to me. And don't get me wrong. Like it is painful. Well, can you do laser? I've never gotten laser. Okay, so here's the thing. I did Brazilian waxes for a while, and then I ended up getting laser. And laser is the exact same price, or it was like 65 a session, the exact same price, and it's forever. You only yeah. have to do it like six to eight My times. My issue with doing that is that I'm, I'm, I tan. Okay, so that's the other problem. So I literally tan around, because I also live in Texas, so I'm not like in swimsuits right now. Mm-hmm. I did it during the winter, and I like tan. I just don't tan, like self-tan my Brazilian. So it looks oh, crazy, okay. but like I'm not, you can't even tell like at night because you can only tell if you're like shining direct sunlight, but yeah. I would, I would recommend laser, but Brazilian's not that bad. Take like a pain med okay. and go in. Maybe I'll take like a little like, I don't know, Benadryl or something. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> disassociate a little bit and then you'll be in and out in like 12 minutes. Okay, good. So I'm, just be like, oh, I just know? need to do it. I like, I always talk about it. I'm going to eventually end up doing laser, but... I've just right now I'm tanning. So, yeah. Laser is worth it, though. Do it. Start it in like October. I know that's that's what I should have done. And every year I say I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then I don't. It's not bad. But, but I'm like, what if this is like to just throwing it out there? What if the bush comes back and all of us are just bald? Honestly, I just don't think I'm ever going to be into it. My life is just so much easier. But like, do you have anything else that you've thought that you would never be into that you're into that's now? So true. Yeah, you bring up I have so many things like that. OK, but laser, it doesn't actually last like forever forever i think you actually oh, you go think back. like maybe when i'm 40 my bush will just come back yeah i think you have to go back and like i don't have years. a bush by the way no like but i'm just a, i'm just a bush advocate yeah you you really clearly i'm are. a voice for the bush it is a valid point but it, i don't think like laser isn't actually forever forever okay. and i think when you have kids it comes back too i think you have to like get laser again after you have kids or something like that hmm. i've heard this so maybe it'll be fine but honestly it's just not worth it to me like also 
the freedom that you have to just have it lasered off is just unmatched. That is really, it's va- very valuable. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it. I'll I'm really it. proud of you, though. Getting Thank a Brazilian, your first so Brazilian. And I'm like, I text you in my group chat, like, who wants to come? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll hold your hand. One time, this is like my second or third Brazilian. I was on the table. And you're like sitting and like very, you're like butterfly up. There's like all these positions. You'll see. That's see. what I'm scared of. If they like, tell you and they're nice, where are you, do you know where you're going? I don't know yet. So you haven't scheduled it yet? No. Okay, so we got to just. It. It's really just a thought right now. Okay, so. I'm trying to ga- gauge the audience. So I was sitting on this table and I was getting a Brazilian and we're like, and let's say this appointment is 15 minutes. We're probably like, like five or six minutes into this and she's asking me all these questions and whatever and we're just like talking you talk through it normally which like makes it because they're trying to distract you like from the, the gynecologist so exactly like feel german like, <laughs> yeah exactly as they're like in your vagina <laughs> but in the middle of it she's like oh my god like by the way i have watched your youtube no. videos <laughs> for years and i was like oh. i i actually do think that that would make me feel maybe better it would have made me feel so much better if she would have said it at the beginning but she was asking questions that were like invade like Oh, when you'd already overshared and for I'd somebody who knew you. For, but someone that I honestly, not even for knew me, it's like, I just thought I would never in my life have any sort of interaction with this girl ever again. Or it would just be at Brazilians. And I thought that was like, that was the lane that we were going to go to. We were going to okay. stay at client, client confidentiality, if you will. Yeah, you know? but now she has all this info. And I said all these things that I just shouldn't have said. Like I, you know, when you like oversharing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I do. It's a different level on the Brazilian table because you're just like, you're so vulnerable already. (laughs) You're so vulnerable and you're like so stressed out about it. And she's looking into my butt. Yeah. Like, like, we can't get more intimate than this, honestly. It's like, it really almost is like in ways more intimate than sex because they're just absolutely. Are you kidding me? She's waxing your butthole. It is very true. That's a good point. And so it was fine. And she was super nice and it was fine. But it made, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I hate myself right now. I literally. Wow, that's really scary. Next time you got to get like a really like a real random who would have never who would seen. never in my years <laughs> like someone who's like 40 and like I had no idea and she was so nice and like it was fine I just like and it would have made me feel better it did make me feel better honestly throughout it but it would have made me feel so much better if it was at the beginning you know what maybe just post on your Instagram story ask if you have any Brazilian oh, wax <laughs> Any anyone here a Brazilian waxer <laughs> imagine the like creepy guys that are just like yeah me yeah actually oh my gosh scary. I oh god I need to show you this video I'm at a friend's house last night we're just you know drinking wine like eating pizza watching a movie and Lila my one of my good friends is like I'm gonna have a guy come do an in-hall or in-house massage <laughs> Look, I can't, we can't even show it on the podcast, but you just need to see and live react to this video. Look at what I walked in on. <laughs> Wait, that is... For, for audio listeners, this, the masseuse is laying flat on the table and Lila is like literally Cirque du Soleil style in the air on this guy's legs. I'm like, what kind of massage is this? <laughs> Wait, what kind of... like? Really, I don't what? know, but like just the... Like no, we walked in there, like there's no way that this is happening right now. I'm like, where did you find this contact? First of all, <laughs> and the fact that she didn't even think that was weird. Like she didn't, she didn't like call for us. Like, hey, like guys, what what's going on in here? We just walk in, and that's what's happening. And the fact that everyone, she just like wanted everyone to be there. Hysterical. That is I was literally so. Funny. How do you even find me. these things? Oh, no clue. But I'm I'm like weird about. I get scared about house calls and stuff because I'm like, what if they kill you? Do you, what do you do? Do you do anything house call? 
Not really, no. Yeah, I normally go places, but I do my tanning, my self tan or my spray tans. Oh yeah, that, that's that's a good one to do because it's like just annoying to have to go in and then sweat all the way home. No, actually, when you're standing like this, it's just so yeah. That's another thing that is very intimate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the like bend over. Yeah, because you're you are like your butt is or like you know. sometimes I like my boobs will be sagging a little bit and I have to like lift, lift them, up. them up. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It really is tough. I'm really excited for your Brazilian wax, so I think it's gonna be good. I for you. can't wait. You know what? I'll update you as soon Please as that happens. Do. I'm really excited. You and should I just vlog need your experience. To. I'm going on a little weekender, and I'm like excited to. I just like not have to shave the whole time. So. No, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Wow, well, thank you for coming on. I love talking Brazilian waxes. And oh my God, that was so, is it over already? Yeah. That was so quick. I know that was really fast. Oh my God, yay. Wow, yay. Well, well where can they find you? TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. I prefer YouTube. And the canceled podcast will be back pretty soon hey. here. Tana and I just signed a contract. And then Becca and I also just signed a contract for a new podcast. So that'll, okay. those will both probably roll out in like, March so oh my God. pretty soon here so exciting <laughs> thank you so much for having me thank you alright guys thank you so much for listening hope you guys enjoyed love y'all so much and I will talk to you next Thursday Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.